Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always good to be with you. And uh, we would encourage you to also visit our TV show at, at uh, thecommonsenseshow.tv. And uh, we're putting together some killer shows there where we do in-depth documentaries with experts. And uh, we kind of do the same thing here, too, but we kind of separate what we cover. So you want to check that out. Hey, I don't think you have a long time to get your preps in order. I really don't. I think uh, we're moving headlong towards nuclear war. The missiles we're sending over long-range missiles. Putin's not going to tolerate that. He's going to pull out the tactical nukes. So once you do that, once you're at war, you're not going to get food. The food you'll have would be what's in your house, and that they don't come and confiscate it, so you better learn to hide it. But we want you to get the best storable food that's out there. We want you to go to foodwithdave.com, and you'll get 25-year shelf life from My Patriot Supply, restaurant-quality food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks for the kids, 2,000 calories per day. It's the best on the market. It's still operating at full capacity and at a greatly reduced price. They have sales in effect, and you'll want to check this out. Go to foodwithdave.com. And uh, there was just a panel that was convened. I'm going to do a story on this on YouTube. But uh, the panel was comprised of Woolsey, former CIA director Newt Gingrich, and a bunch of other ex-executive uh, branch officials who know about EMP attacks. And they say an EMP attack is... Um, very, very close at hand, and uh, I'm just saying, do you have your stuff in order? You're going to have to scavenge water. Do you have water filtration, for example? Well, we do. The Alexa Pure Pro water filter is the best in the business. They publish their research to show you they're number one. You can see that at waterwithdave.com, and this particular filter is on sale right now for a short time and while supplies last, and that's a key with this uh, product. So you'll want to go to water with Dave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. And by the way, we're happy to be carrying all of Mike Lindell's products. Uh, and that's uh, all his sheets, his pillow casings, his slippers, everything for at least half off. Sometimes it's 75 to 90% off. And we, you can pull up our entire coupon for the Common Sense Show audience at MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Don't forget, coupon code is Hodges. Easy to remember. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Coupon code Hodges. Well, we have John Wayne back with us, and I asked him to come back because he sent me some very provocative um, articles that really give us some historical context to what we're going to go through. And I've asked John to come on and talk about this. Uh, John, let me ask you a question. I'm getting reports of rumors that there actually was an explosion over Montana and that the balloon was being uh, blamed for it. It could have been a beta test. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the event happened. Do you know anything about this? You know, I saw a video which purported to show a, con- a well, I mean, a contrail from a fighter jet and, it, you know, two flashes and you can hear a bang. So something happened over Montana. I don't know exactly what. But something did occur. Okay, you know that's kind of the vague report I'm getting too. So um, interesting. Uh, one person told me that uh, they they had information that the weather balloon actually locked on to one of our fighter jets uh, monitoring it, and that's why there was uh, offensive action taken. And by the way, Doug uh, Thornton and I, my broadcast partner on the Doug and Dave Intel report, um, he and I both had the same information. There were eight so-called weather balloons, spy balloons from China, not one. And all you have to do to make sense of that is look at the map. 
I mean, the pattern is about as irregular right. as you get. All right, so I mean, go uh, ahead, John. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I would I'd have to say that you know uh, some of these would have to have been launched by uh, sea, sea-based. Um, and why I say that is because of the size of the balloons, the size of the payloads, and um, you know just the physics for which they you know get these things off the ground. Um, sometimes you know they can't launch these things off the ground as easily as they could off of a ship. Mm-hmm. That would make sense for why uh, you know I mean look because I mean for one I mean balloons I mean they, I imagine they probably could. But I highly doubt a balloon is going to float all the way from China to the United States. I, I just I don't buy that. So they would have had to have been sea-based launch. Um, you know, but what was it doing is the big question. And I've heard a few different things, but you I mean I would assume that the stories that I've heard. I mean, now assuming this, I want to state this first because this is what I said at my broadcast there just this last Saturday. I said that what I believe this very well may be, this might be a uh, ruse by the deep state, because we've got the same kind of technology, the balloons and the whole nine yards, the systems, the the sensors and everything, um, to do this. You know, and that would be Raven Aerostar and TCOM Holdings, two different uh, organizations. But now they're uh, one organization because TCOM Holdings bought out Raven Aerostar at the end of last year. Now, like, what was I saying here? With the tests that, you know, were conducted, you know, all throughout the 50s up into the 60s, you know, uh, nuclear, so, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, if this is not what it appears to be. Let's see, because one thing, I, one reason why I question this is when you see all of the mainstream media grab onto one narrative and run with it, as if it's a football towards the end zone, watch out. You know, so expect the exact opposite. We know we we know they want to go to war with China by 2025, and they need to provoke the people's minds and get everybody you know into that stance if they want to be able to accomplish going to war uh, directly with China. Because if the American people go completely and totally and utterly against it. You know, well, uh, chances are that, I mean, that's going to complicate things in ways for which, you know, probably won't be able to be reversed. I mean, th- th- I mean, there's war coming regardless, either way, for what we're looking at. I, I mean, I, there's a lot. I know you can, you want to say something. Go ahead, Dave. Well, yeah, you, you've touched on a lot of really good points here. Um, the one thing that I would say is that, um, this administration is um, determined to provoke Putin. I learned today that we're sending long-range missiles to Ukraine. That's the greatest weapon threat that they face right now. I think that's bigger than the Patriot that's missiles. Right. That It brings Moscow and some of their industrial cities into targeting. So right there, that says to Putin, we can get you. And he's not going to let that happen. He will launch no. a preemptive tactical nuclear strike, and the war will be on. He sure will, you know, and I mean, I want to add to, like, with this, I mean, um, I don't, <laughs> so I, I, there's somebody I talked to, and he sent me a couple of things here, and I was looking, and I want to read uh, what he was saying here, and these are two predictions from, I guess, AI, uh, AI predictions, and um, I'm going to find them, let's see here, okay. So I'll read this. So, so Google all AI. Google AI allowed everyone to ask three questions who subscribed. One of the questions was, "When does Biden die?" The answer says, "President Biden dies of a heart attack in August of 2023." Another question asked of the Alexis device was, "Alexis, when does World War III start?" Alexis says, "World War III starts on November 22nd at 6:05 p.m. in 2023 when Russia attacks Germany." Um. So those are two things that I don't know. Uh, with that being said, the person that said that, I mean, he's been right about a few things in the past, and I'm going to uh, see if he's right about these. But I mean, but it just goes to show we're in extremely dangerous and precarious times. Well, I don't know that we have until November. Um, 
Russia to move their tanks into Ukraine need uh, hard ground from the winter. That's approaching very quickly. Um, I don't know what they gain by waiting nine months. Uh, they know that the uh, long-range missiles are coming. They know the F-16s will be coming as well. And so the question that I would have is, why would you wait to get attacked? Why Putin's uh, MO would be to take offensive action, preemptive action? Well, I think that's because of the, 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 I mean, the uh, form of warfare for which they've been fighting. You know, I mean, they go up, they, ha- they meet contact with the front line, and then they have a, you know, they, ha- they, ha- they have a feint where a feint is you fall back into pre-positioned, uh, you know, uh, military forces. You know, so then the Ukrainians think, okay, well, the Russians are on the retreat, the Russians are on the run. Well, no. They are, you know, so here come the Ukrainians. Now they are literally, you know, in direct artillery fire. And then, you know, all the stuff that's behind the uh, feigning force. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing to see how all of this is taking place. But the one thing that would literally change the absolute aspect of everything would be the deployment of a, of a nuclear weapon. And one thing I say, and I've said it a few different times, that that explosion on Tonga, uh, Tonga, uh, Tonga Hunga Tonga Ha'apai, that island in the Pacific, when that blew up, I was like, yeah, that's pretty big. And some of you, I mean, I'd even seen an object look like it was like going towards the island and it exploded. I think that was a test because not too long after that, all kinds of stuff began moving in the geopolitical field and only in the you know uh, military field and the destabilization really began there with Ukraine and Russia you know all the stuff going on there and then everything moving between but was that a nuclear bomb i mean it could have been um how many te- how many you know there've been tests they've been done by the United States government and they, you know, Operation Hardtack One, Operation Plum Bob, and then Operation Fishbowl. I mean, stupid names, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, not stupid in their effect. That's right. You know, it, it's it's interesting for how all this is. You know, I mean, in Operation Plum Bob alone, I mean, my goodness, I think there's, uh, but I'd have to count them. I'd say maybe at least 20 or so odd tests in that one operation. But the one I really was focusing on is because of this balloon um, incident over the United States was Yucca. And that was out of Operation Hardtack 1. And that was on um, a balloon where they detonated a nuclear device of 1.7 kilotons, uh, 86,000 feet in the air. And when they did this, um, well, they knew it was going to cause an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP. And that's one of the reasons why they did this, is because they were testing the effects on, you know, the, uh, I don't know, the, let's say the grid, for lack of a better term. Let's say, okay, the military grid, you know, radio communications, signets, you know, signals intelligence, all that different stuff. Obviously, a nuclear bomb that creates an EMP is going to affect that stuff. So they are going. They're testing to see what they could do to, you know, uh, shield against it. You know, this isn't new. You know, I mean, people are, you know, I, I just find it amazing how everybody just literally latched onto this balloon theory. And as quick as everybody did, I mean, I don't know. I'm the one. I always sit back and say, okay, well, you know, um, I want to look at the different narratives too. You know, I, I want to see, you know. Which, which you know, which person is going? I mean, or which team, which uh, entity, which country, which world power is going to uh, you know literally cross the Rubicon? Because once we cross that line of nuclear war, it don't matter no more. Everybody will start. You know, you know what? We can do whatever we want. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think, like I said, and I've said it, I've stated it before, I believe that the United States is going to be hit with some kind of a uh, false flag event. 
I mean, you know, nine uh, eleven times five, and the e- only thing EMP. I could see what would happen, EMP, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what Doug Thornton thinks too. He's been saying it for months. You know, and, and the thing is, I mean, they're able to do this with you know balloons, and like I said, people look into it. Operation Hard Tack One, uh, Yucca, Y U C C A, and read up on it. You know, it's nothing new, but I mean, what an uh, what an absolutely ingenious way to move a device into position wherever it may be. You know, uh, <laughs> but you would think that these would have to be picked up by all kinds of radar and NORAD and so on and so forth. So that's one thing that I ask is why wasn't this shot down over the Aleutian Islands? Uh, why was it allotted to go all the way across Alaska, down through Canada, down into the United States through Montana, and then all the way through the country? Well, because somebody had allowed whatever it was doing to do what it was doing before it was allowed to be destroyed. What do you think it was doing? We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time man um well the direction for which it took was extremely precarious because it flew over i want to say like 35 different uh you know high level military uh uh locations you know, and you know, like Manoa Air Force Base, well, no, well, Malmstrom for one, that's up there in Montana. But when it tracked down through Kansas City, it had to have went by, uh, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha, off at Air, off at Air Force Base, um, you know, anywhere in between there and down, you know, uh, moving east. I mean, Strategic yeah. Strategic Air Command. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I heard that the thing had had uh, devices on it, so it would self-destruct. Is what I was the latest I was hearing on this, and you know, all of this is just you know word of mouth. I mean, I haven't seen anything physical. I haven't heard anything, or you know, outright. I mean, just kind of hearing things here and there. But like I said, I don't. 
put this beyond the United States to use this, trying to drum up war with China, and not only that, prep everybody for, oh, well, you know, yeah, a balloon was in the air and an EMP went off. Now we're in martial law and full-on government crackdown. You know, so I, I can see that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know which side's going to move first. If the deep state, you know, the, the secret government running the United States, you know, uh, or a world power. Like you said, the Russian thing, that's, that you know, that's heavy. Because, you know, if now they can strike deep into the heart of Russia, I mean, we've seen a few, uh, what do you want to call it, markets in Russia proper get blown up. That was purportedly by drones. You know, so now... Russia has come out, you know, and has made numerous warnings. Hey, we are not playing around. We are serious. And if, you know, things don't turn in the directions for which they should turn, you know, we, uh, they are de uh, satanizing the world, is what the Russians say. You know, well, I guess, yeah, they are really fighting Nazis in Ukraine. People may, thought, may think that that's, you know, a bunch of, you know, just whatever talk, but hey, man, no. Uh, Nazis and the Bandera, you know, all that stuff. What, what do you make of the loss of the Russian submarine uh, Dmitry Donskoy? So that incident was up and off the Bering Straits, right, or the Bering Sea, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Okay. So what I believe happened is there were two submarines that engaged each other. Uh, very possibly. And, well, the Russian submarine got destroyed. Uh, the uh, the Donskoy was the world's largest nuclear sub. Uh, it, uh, you know, it was uh, probably strategically taken out. If it was taken out, you got to wonder about the collateral damage to the environment. We're right. talking about a nuclear well, I mean, sub. Right. Well, I mean, I, th I think it. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about you know nuclear this and radiation that, but still to the effect of it. I mean, we've got a nuclear power plant that's still melting down into into the Pacific Ocean, Fukushima Daiichi. Um, you know, and we've had numerous military tests conducted, you know, in the Pacific. But I would think, you know, all of this is being done for one reason and one reason only, and that's, I mean, that's in my own opinion, terraforming, but that's a totally other broadcast, you know. But we see this, you know, these hap this happening. Now, let's even get into some more furtherance of nuclear threat. Let's say an EMP does go off over the top of the United States of America. What happens after that? Well, the nuclear power plants that require cooling will run for a little while, as long as diesel fuel is able to get to them. But once the diesel fuel runs out and the cooling stops, we'll start to have massive meltdowns across the entire nation. And three-quarters of these nuclear power plants are way past their expiration date. Their expiration dates were like 1965, 1968, you know, and things like that, to where even their containment cores uh, made of concrete are cracking. Th these are facts. Nobody talks about it. It's always just swept under the rug, you know, keep it hush, hush, keep it hidden. Like I said, all these nuclear detonations that have been done, not only in the face of the planet, from Iniwatak uh, to uh, Bikini Atoll, uh, to, you know, Zarbamba up there in the, I want to say up in the Urals, right? I think that's where they tested that. I may be wrong. But all these uh, have laid consequential effect to humanity. Everybody wonders, why is cancer exploding? Well, I mean, there's multiple angles to this, but uh, the, the radiation from all the nuclear bombs and nuclear accidents that have happened and continue to happen unabated you know, is, is is part and factor to this. You know, I mean, why do they call, man, you know, people, 
<laughs> why do they call where the World Trade Center, you know, 9-11, where them two towers fell, what do they call it Ground Zero? What is Ground Zero? Well, that's right. Ground Zero is where they detonate a nuclear bomb. You know, the, uh, the, the granite underneath them two buildings was vitrified. And it melt, it was melted for like a week and a half, and you know, and, and it, until it cooled down. So why did they put a pond or a water, you know, a water display over the top of it? <laughs> That's right, to keep the radiation down. You know, it, it just it just takes common sense, Dave, and looking and researching and understanding where things really are, where they're headed, and what's going to happen. We've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah, we not. Yeah, um, I, I can't help but revert back to the Deagle report, and uh, they call for a ninety percent. Actually, it's about an eighty-eight percent casualty rate in America, and we're touching on this territory now because if an EMP were to be detonated in the continent United States. Um, we'd lose everything in terms of power. And the Naval War College has done extensive studies on this, and they said that within two years, 90% of the population would be dead. Yeah, that's right. You know, and by waterborne pathogens nonetheless. And, you know, I mean, what what would somebody do that's just, you know, absolutely, totally, un, you know, unbound layman, the, the full-on layman out there, that does not know, you know, his rear end from a hole in the ground, you know, well, we're out of water. Where are we going to get water at? Well, no, let's go drink the water sitting out in the, you know, ditch line across the road. Or, you know, look at that pond. There's a little, there's a, there's a pond over there, but I mean, you know, in all honesty, it's very stagnant. There's no movement to it. You know, you probably better not drink out of it. You know, people don't know what to look for. And they're just, you know, out of, you know, desperation. I mean, what are you going to do if you're in New York City, okay? You're in the middle of New York City. Escape New York City, right? <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. If, you know, the only, you know, water? Well, I mean, if it rains. Acid rain, yeah. I know. I, I hear you. I mean, it's, you know, and then people consuming that. I mean, we're, it's, it's not good where we're at. And it's, uh, like I say, and I stay the whole time saying that, you know, the reason why we're at where we're at and why what's going on is going on is because back in the day, people failed to take action to stop things from happening as they were going on. But they were hidden pretty good. I have good. a more simple I mean, you know, explanation. We let the Satans take over. Right. Absolutely. I mean, look at uh, Bohemian Grove, uh, you know, uh, Bilderberg, Davos, all all this is uh, it's very satanic. Did you see the highlights of the Grammys and the satanic worship that was going on? You know, I have not seen any of that. I I don't ever watch any of that. I just, well, I don't just either. I caught it on That's, Tucker Carlson. Oh, I, well, I know that. Yeah. Well, I understand that. But I mean, no, I've I think I've seen maybe about two or three images of uh, you know people that had received awards, but I have not seen any of the performances. But I have heard. I want to say. Uh, I heard somebody speaking here of it recently. Tucker Carlson ran, um, um, it's kind of interesting, Pfizer was the sponsor, and, and right. Tucker Carlson played the satanic rituals that were being performed at the Grammys. Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, when you want to speak of satanic rituals, people need to go watch the opening to the 2012, uh, I want to say the 2012 Olympics. That's what I want to say it was. You know, uh, dead babies, uh, children's in hospital beds, you know, being injected by nurses, and this great big giant, creepy, uh, you know, huge uh, depiction of a of a giant uh, demonic entity. I mean, mean, this is serious stuff. I mean, these are rituals that are conducted. The same thing as as the rituals that were conducted over there at CERN uh, at Gofford Tunnel. Or Goddard Tunnel, one or the other. I think it's Gofford, but nonetheless, you know, and they draw energy from these ceremonies. You know, I mean, and I would assume it's the same thing as a ceremony is detonating a nuclear device, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is detonating, I mean, a nuclear device, I mean, anybody that would be outside that would see that would likely fall to their knees. You know, um, <laughs> any, anything does happen, don't look at the bright light. 
I don't even know where you'd be safe. I used to feel I'd know. If you had a choice of where to be when uh, the U.S. is attacked by ICBMs, where would you want to go? Hmm. I don't know. I'd say, I mean, if it was, there was able to have foreknowledge and able to get out of the country and, you know, and have a passport and all that and not be stopped by uh, TSA or whatever, um, or Norway or uh, somewhere up there, somewhere up north, north. Um, personally, yeah, like, like you know, for Svalbard or something like that is where I would want to be. You, you know mean, where I'd go? Go I'd go to D.C. And before you go, are you nuts? I would go to where our enemies have their best allies. Yeah, that's right. Now, well, I'm, I'm saying it a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but there may be some truth in that. Right. Well, you know, I saw a really interesting video here not too long ago, uh, and it was caught from the ISS, the International Space Station. And it showed all kinds of what purported to be, you know, craft flying to Antarctica. I'll have to see if I can find this. It was caught by a guy on YouTube called Mr. BBB or something to that extent. I mean, he does these aerial phenomenon videos. And uh, he has people send him uh, things, send things into him. And I caught this, and I get purportedly all the objects for which they are, or whatever they were, and they were moving at different speeds and rates, and you know, and different trajectories a little bit, but they were all going in the same direction. And it was purportedly to Antarctica, is what the, you know, what they were saying for direction wise. But I mean, that would not be another aspect of being a safe place on the planet, you know, in. If something like that were to happen, it's, it's, well, it's the South Pole. Admiral Byrd's diary says he was told never to go back there. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of interesting things there. You know, I mean, uh, there, there's entities there. You know, I've heard of reports of C-130 pilots, you know, flying over the barren landscape and seeing saucers uh, going and coming from in and out of, uh, you know, openings in the ground. You know, these are embedded C-130 pilots and crew members that have come out and spoken a little bit in anonymity, you know, uh, but to be factual, these it's, it's very real. It's very true. You know, and they say, you know, they don't want these aircraft to fly over one specific area. Well, because we're doing air sampling testing there. Okay. Well, one of these times they had to go pick up a... Somebody that was injured or dying or sick or something, you know, and they had to fly in to go get this person instead of flying out, you know, 300 miles all the way around this, you know, no fly zone. They went through it to get to, you know, the destination to pick up the emergency to get them back. And the reason, well, you know, after they, as, they're, as they're doing this, you know, they, they looked up the window and they're seeing things down below that were just absolutely, um, uh, you know, beyond belief. Yeah, I, I, I've read the accounts from the diary of Bird. They were pretty remarkable. Um, let me ask you, I want to rephrase the question. Okay, all hell breaks loose. Um, if you were confined to the domestic United States and couldn't get out of the country, where would you go then? You know, thanks for coming back to that. That's where I wanted to go with that, uh, with with it as well. Um, oh boy, you'd have to, you would have to uh, be able. You would first have to be able to make sure you've got enough supplies and stuff to carry. You know, in person to last. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. That's for a little while. But you would have to find a fallout shelter. And people, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Dave, there's probably about two generations that have absolutely, utterly no idea what a fallout shelter symbol is, right? So, <laughs> and, and even on to the top of it, I mean, they've taken a lot of the symbols down, haven't they? Where a fallout shelter used to be or would have been at one time or still is. You know, I know we're about, I want to say, I know where two are in the local area 
that I that could very well possibly be gotten to uh, that I could get to. Um, another aspect would be caves or um, caves or uh, mines. But that's another thing I've been noticing too is these uh, quarries and these uh, gravel or you know. Uh, these these mines after they're you know they, they they blow in the entrances they destroy the entrances, which obviously you know rightfully so you don't want somebody wandering down into the you know uh, mine but still it adds to the effect well you know are they preparing for something to keep people from being able to access this area to be safe? Well, I know a little bit about this if you'd like to hear it. Um, sure. One of my partners in, at least for a while, in fighting against the John McCain takeover of my property rights and that of my neighbors, um, he had a brother that was with one of the agencies, I won't say which one, for obvious reasons, and his job was to go around and destroy entrances to anything that could be used as refuge. Hmm. Wow. And this would have been 15 years ago when I found this out. Well, there's there have been some big uh, mines that mine gravel or stone uh, um, in the area, and I mean they're big mines and they shut them down and they blew in the entrances. You know, I mean you can't they're in, inaccessible now. Um, so that's that's wild. I mean that means that that means that everything is being set up to happen, and that uh, you know it's that this is a kill grid. When they start doing that, shutting everything off, not allowing anybody to get to any form of refuge if anything's possible, and then they're starting, then they put up all kinds of uh, microwave antenna weapons across the entire nation. Um, it's called it's called five G. Right, you know, but but people are like microwave antenna radiation weapons. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, them big towers that have them great big panels off the side of them. You know, you know, cell phone towers, right? Um, those are that's uh, a kill grid. People, I've been I've been warned about this for a long time, and I know I'm right. And you know, the only time that people will believe anything is when it happens. You know, I, I think and that's part and parcel. You know, like get back to Deagle. Uh, you know, let's say everybody's in bed, sleeping sound and soft, soft and soundly. Uh, one night, and they decide to turn on the mi- microwave uh, weapons, you know, full blast, and just cooks everybody in their sleep. You know, I'm going to tell you, these bastards, excuse the language, have thought about such things, and they're conducting such operations, and they're moving in such ways to call and depopulate the earth. That's what this whole shot's about. Uh, COVID, COVID-19, well, that was just to scare the ever-living God out of everybody. To go get the actual bioweapon of which is the shot. You know, I mean, well, people better wake up. Dude. Um, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I don't know what I know. No, I, no I, listen, I'm not doubting what you're saying here. Let me throw some poop on the pile here, okay? okay. I, I, the interviews coming out, gosh, in two days on the Common Sense Show TV, <clears throat> and I interviewed Chris Kitsy, and I've had Chris on. And he has groundbreaking stuff. And he has a background I can't talk about. So uh, let's just say he's in the positions to know. And Chris showed video of massive COVID quarantine concentration camps. Massive. I mean, as far as the eye can see. Um, His sources tell him that they first started to eliminate the people who didn't have cell phones. The useless eaters. They couldn't call out and say what was happening to them. They were the first ones to be welded into their apartments, which we saw. We actually showed video of that going on, too. And he even showed video of people struggling not to be taken to these containers. And his information says 400 million Chinese have been killed. It's a deliberate depopulation move on the part of the government. And um, 
<clears throat> he does think that what is going on there in China right now is more deadly than COVID or more deadly than what came here, but he doesn't know a lot about it. But the videos were unmistakable. The Common Sense Show TV will be showing these now. People say, and John, I think you'll find this interesting. And and this whole thing is related. This discussion is just not about war in Ukraine and long range missiles and stuff because this is all connected. <clears throat> um, back. In 2008, actually 2009, when Obama first came into power, I started writing about the ESF regulations 8 through 14. And what they were, there was regulations for confinement, quarantine confinement, in facilities that had a lot of detail. And um, this emanated from a George W. Bush executive order and then Obama modified the executive order and they could basically take you away for a sniffle a cough you could have asthma and they could take you away the specific symptoms were nondescript very broad so they had a wide range of, of situations they could take people away on well no oh, you got a sore throat you're coming with us yeah exactly exactly so l- let me tell you what I discovered the plan was originated by HHS with the con- consultation of the UN. Surprise, surprise. And they then set up a 17-member panel to assist. And they had phenomenal details about how they would uh, capture people and transport them to the camps. I mean, just exquisite detail about how it happened. But once they started talking about the camps, the discussion became very general and very vague. And here's the telling thing. Okay, and this is where people will go, oh, my goodness. There were 17 federal agencies associated to this HHS project. Not one of them, not one, was medical. You had, uh, they had no CDC, no NIH. It was FBI, DHS, DOD. Everything was military-related. Nothing, nothing was medical. These are mm-hmm. these are extermination camps. So let me link this back right. into what Chris said. And this is just a small part of our hour and a half presentation. Um, in, in China, if you want to get out of your locked-in apartment, you have to take a COVID test, self-administered. Um, and you can't show red on your phone screen. And if you show green, you can leave, and then you have to be tested again before you go into a supermarket or some other public store. And then you have to be tested again to go back home. It's absolutely incredible what they put you through. Um, What they started to do is what Chris said, was the people who were on the red list, you know, red list, green list, blue list. Okay, the people that were on the enemies of the state red list would automatically have their screens turned red. And they're the ones that were rounded up second. The first, like I said, were the undesirables, the useless eaters that didn't even have cell phones. The second Let me tell the you, second was Dave, the red I, list. I, Go ahead. I've, I've got to add to this. Uh, care.ai, remember we were talking about this uh, a year or so yes. ago? The applications were, uh, they're, they look, it looks like a tablet or a cell phone, a big cell phone. You go to the hospital or someplace, and they want you to put your face in the screen so I can, you know, for one, take a screenshot, a mugshot of you. Uh, and it says it's going to read your temperature. Now, get this, Dave. It's kind of scary just to think of it, but um, nonetheless, going into the hospital to see my dying dad um, there uh, a couple years ago. And I was stopped by this old lady to have, you know, told me to put my face in this machine. I go, well, you know how Orwellian that is, right? And she kind of chuckled. I was like, well, whatever. I, you know, I want to go see my dad. I'll look into the damn machine. So I look into the machine, and I didn't have a temperature. Uh, I'm sure of it. It came back like a temperature of like 103 degrees. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of weird for one. But get, get this, the color red. As that happened... The whole screen turned there you red go. with my face. And that's what happened in China. And those are the people who get taken to these camps. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I ain't going to no camp. And I'll fight tooth and nail down to the last bloody drop. We showed video anything goes. of people fighting to not be taken. 
You know, and you know, speaking of this, you know, they had a. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Richie from Boston. Yeah. He was uh, kind of a. Okay, he started covering in depth uh, these camps for which we're speaking of right now, beginning to be manned, and uh, it was military police training how to detain and keep people, you know, locked up in these camps. This isn't no joke. I mean, this is very real. And now we know why they bought 10.6 billion rounds of ammunition, a vast majority of them being hollow points. Another thing we showed last night was, um, and like I said, I think this will air tomorrow. Um, The one thing that we showed that was unnerving, they had Uyghurs, and they were tied up, and they were taken off trains to be put on another train and they were surrounded by armed guards with machine guns and they encircled them as they were sectioned off and then they had a larger circle on the perimeter of Chinese guards it it looked like it was about a one to three ratio of guards to prisoners which you know you tied up and and these people have automatic weapons Uh, there was no escape it was reminiscent of what we saw in World War II photos of the Holocaust. That, I mean, right there I looked at it, I go, my gosh, we're looking at Nazi Germany. Um, and this is China. And what goes on in China, social credit, comes to America. Well, you know, you mentioned the Uyghurs. Um, it's absolutely uh, abominable and abhorrent, but the... Uh, unfortunately, these people are being used for organ harvesting. And I'm going to tell you, they don't give anybody uh, a shot to knock them out or anything. They just take the person, strap them to a table, and begin cutting. And I've seen a couple videos of this. Yeah, I have too. After they're done cutting them, they take them and then throw them just, you know, just willy-nilly on the top of a bed of ice. So They, um... I asked Chris the question in the interview. I said, imagine it's a good repository for organs. And he said, well, a lot of these people that get taken there are not infected. They are um, enemies of the state, so they frame them with their smart technology. And he said, those are the ones that have their organs taken. So, yeah, it's a big organ racket. You know, I mean, I haven't spoken anything of it, but there is another video that had surfaced, and it showed a bunch of... uh dead babies in some kind of a containment uh, pit uh, decaying and rotting and I the only thing I can think of is for whatever reason the Chinese have this going on to like this I mean it's, it's absolutely it's almost beyond anything I've ever seen I mean it's got to be yeah it's beyond anything I've ever seen I think I mean I've seen some pretty darn gnarly bad stuff videos that have happened you know of, of extremely uh, horrid things you know cartel type things and all this stuff in my research of course uh, trying to research all of this but this video of these dead babies in this containment facility and they have like a tarp over the top of it and this guy is in there and he's he t- he's videotaping this and you can tell that. You know, he's not supposed to really be in here doing it, especially videotaping it above, above all things. But he goes and he leave, goes to leave the facility, but it looked like it was underground somewhere. And we know that the Chinese, you know, they believe in specific things and medicines and, uh, you know, you can take something that's dead and wait till, you know, it's all powdery and grind it up and put it into things. You know, that, I mean, that this is China, you know, that's, I'm not. I'm not off the. I'm not off course in my. No, I mean, no, not at all. But see, what people don't realize, we're talking about China, but we'll be talking about America in the same light. As you indicated, right. there are camps that are already armed, and we've seen the videos. Jesse Ventura covered some of it on a show. My gosh, what thirteen years ago now? Remember yep. that show? The yep. FEMA camp show was banned from all social media. Yep. Why would you ban it yep. if it wasn't true. true? Exactly. You know, damage control. You know, like you can't let that get out. I mean, the same way it was with, you know, and still is, I mean, to a good extent. I mean, people can look up and find it, but Field Manual or FM 39 period 40. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look it up. You'll be surprised. Uh, you can look that up on the commonsenseshow.tv. Yeah, uh, internment and resettlement operations. Yeah, you can look that up in the uh, 
commonsenseshow.com and put uh, FM 39.4 into the search box and I've probably written about 15 articles on it. It's, it's uh, you know, they've got plans. And where did they draw all these plans from? Well, the vast majority of it was the Holocaust. You know, um, one of the main reasons for all the people starving during the Holocaust was because all the railroads were bombed down. They couldn't get the food in there. And then, you're, you know, you're, are you going to feed your troops first or are you going to feed these uh, prisoners? You know, it's just historical aspects that people just refuse to look at or put into the context of the conversation or talk about. You know, but I mean, not saying anything, I'm not saying nothing happened, but I'm going to tell you something. There's stuff that did happen, and it was absolutely horrible. I mean, when you're watching videos uh, back from back then, 1944, you know, late 44, early 45, where they've got bulldozers. I mean, it was after the war, more or less. I mean, or after they've freed the camps and the, and the allies have officially moved through. And they've got bulldozers pushing piles of dead bodies. I'm telling you, bulldozers pushing piles of dead bodies. You know, people that deny that and say discount that, well, that, that, that didn't happen. How the hell did it not happen? You don't see well, it? Well, I'll tell you this. We've already done the beta test for the FEMA camps. During Jade Helm 16, I don't remember if you, if, I don't even know if you know this or not. But you don't 15 and 16. 15 and 16, but it was 15 primarily. In Florida and also in California, white vans abducted uh, homeless people and they took them to facilities and they experimented on them. You know, I think uh, I sent you a video. This is before we were in formal contact. And it entailed a man sitting outside one of these uh, safety or security shelters during that massive deluge that hit Houston here about a few a handful of years ago. And he's sitting outside in the rain with his dog, and it's just absolutely pouring. You know, it's like a hurricane or something to that extent. And uh, was it a hurricane? I, I don't know, Ivan? <laughs> but, okay, but so um, as this is happening, the reporter comes up and says, hey, why aren't you inside with everybody? You know, getting warm and, you know, and everything. He goes, well, I opened up the door and I looked in there and they was killing everybody. So I figured I'd better, man, I'd just sit out here. You remember that video? I do. I do. They also had facilities for, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I had, Dave, I, I had just, um, there we go. I had to unmute my, unmute oh, myself because I've been coughing. Anyway, um, I've been doing the same thing in the background. The, um, <laughs> not only did I remember when uh, Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones went FEMA camp hunting, and um, they found a facility, and the people were just freaked out that they were even there. And you could see in the background they had swing sets and play material for kids. So they had camps for kids, too. It was pretty disturbing to see. I had a friend named Sherry. She has a website. I don't think you can access it anymore. It's for if she knows you, you get in. It's called Sherry Questioning All. And um, I used to have her on my show quite a bit. This would have been 11, 12 years ago. And uh, she went hunting for FEMA camps about the same time. And she didn't find any. But what she found, and I actually put this on my website, she found uh, coffins that housed four people a shot, and there were probably about 50,000 of them on a remote road uh, about 50 miles outside Atlanta. That's right. So, I mean, the, 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 uh, there's facilities, you know, some, there's, no, some, there's a vast majority of them, they're, you know, they're not, you know, out blatantly in front of everybody's face. I mean, there's, there are some, some that are, you know. But a lot of these are really tucked back up in the, you know, up in the woods a little bit. And they got a railroad track, you know, going by, and you know, some of these even have a, you know, their own uh, facility, facilities for airports or the ability for air. So I mean, it's 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 really something to watch. Well, what you I mean, it's, what you see a lot of though, John, people. is um, in these facilities that are adjacent to train tracks. There was uh, gosh, can I remember the name of the Texas city? I think it was Odessa. And um, 
there were some Walmarts that were closed there, but they really weren't closed. Uh, I had a guy who was sending me photos, and I published these on our website back in, I think it was Jade Helm 15. It was either 15 or 16. And uh, they were bringing in people at night. I, we, we concluded right. it was a way station where they would take political prisoners or whoever they were gathering up, and I'd take them to Walmart at night, entrance underground facility, board them on a train, and go. And this was a closed Walmart. And this guy was taking pictures of this. And uh, that was a really high-energy time for me. I got threatened for running it. Uh, I attracted the attention of a DEA agent that wanted to give me all the details, which he did. So uh, people can actually look that up, use the search terms on our website. But I, I was covering all this stuff at that time. Another thing that they did that I think speaks to what's coming in this country is they conducted anti-guerrilla operations in the state of Texas. They just did this, too, with Operation Robin Sage in North Carolina last year. And what they described the people, they hired crisis actors to play, and I quote, ex-U.S. military guerrilla chieftains. So in other words, people who were disaffected from the military that were in some kind of rebellion against the government. And uh, they... Uh, they went out and they captured these people. Now, I had a lieutenant colonel contact me during this time, and he was at Fort Bragg. And you'll like this one, John. He and other high command officers were brought in, and they witnessed a mock interrogation. And in the interrogation, they would have like 10 people lined up and blindfolded, tell us where your troops are kind of question. And then they would pretend to shoot one guy in the back of the head and go to number two, go to number three. And these guys were out, well, by the way, too, they did it with family members, too. Now, these were mock executions. They weren't real. But this lieutenant colonel told me that when they were out in the courtyard afterwards, they concluded the following. We know all these techniques of interrogation. <laughs> these are simple Simon stuff. And one guy said, well, why do you think they're having us watch it? He goes, it wasn't about us watching them. It was about them watching our responses. They wanted to see who would be compliant and agree to do right. such things. So, ladies and gentlemen, well, this is what's coming to our country. This is what's here. It, it, Go ahead. It goes to show you. I mean, remember the uh, non-hesitation targets. You know, a pregnant woman standing there holding her belly with a whole, you know pistol in her hand, or you know, uh, or a, or a child at her feet, or D- whatever the DHS, case be, or, yeah. or grandma, or grandma wearing a pink bathrobe holding a shotgun, or you know, stuff like that. I mean, this is very real. Are you able to see this image of what I've got going up here, Dave? No, I um, can't see it. Sorry. I'll, I'll have to send it to you. Um, I'm sharing it on Skype. I didn't know if you'd be able to see it. Oh, I can it. see it now. But yeah, yeah, come up. Um, okay. Uh-huh. So um, I stumbled upon this, and this is in the extremely uh, general local area to where I'm at. And uh, here's one of these uh, facilities, I believe, is what I'm seeing there. And guess what's next door over here? Oh, that's right. An airport. You know? Um, and over here, I just noticed this here. Uh, they must have updated the telemetry data. They're now building the same things over here. Now, to describe it for people listening, uh, this is laced, basically uh, what would be the layout of a, of a, of a FEMA yeah, camp. I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I see the three big white buildings um, and then minor barracks. Yeah. One one road in. One road in. One road out. Yeah, one road in, one road out. You're exactly right. I see a guard gate. Or what appears to be a guard gate on the on the north side. Okay. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Um we get about thirty yeah, seconds so to tell people how to listen to your show. Yes, sir. Uh folks, every Saturday, eight to ten PM Eastern Standard Time, the unequivocal truth, DEFCON one, freedomslips.org, freedomslips.net and revolution.radio yeah very good what we've covered today interesting um, Ukraine war provocation for um, shall we say expansion and then uh, EMP threat um, nuclear threat and uh, subjugation of US citizens courtesy of uh, Chris Kitsky's good work in China because it's coming here folks we have the facilities just like they have them there I'll tell you John when they go see that video at the commonsenseshow.tv, they're going to say, holy crap, that looks just like it's in America, except for Chinese manning it. On that note, my friend, 
we are out of time. We've got a bit of do. Uh, for my guest, John Wayne, this is Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show. I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you back here again next time. Thanks, John. Godspeed. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.